This is episode number 13 of the Raising Mums podcast. Welcome to Raising Mums, a live weekly broadcast streaming on Facebook and Instagram that inspires mums to live with purpose and intention, to raise their children mindfully and empowers mothers everywhere to own their lives and thrive doing it. Hi everybody, welcome. So today we're going to be talking about morning baskets, what they are, why they're so important and how to use them. Um, My name is Dr. Gemma Elizabeth. I am the founder of Our Muslim Homeschool and the host of the Raising Mums podcast. Um, And I am a homeschooling mum of four kids here in the UK. And I do this weekly broadcast live on my Instagram and Facebook pages. And this broadcast will be um, will be put out on YouTube afterwards. It'll be published on YouTube and on my blog, ourmuslimhomeschool.com. So if you need to pop out in and out, that's absolutely fine. You can watch the replay again later on YouTube or on my blog. And like the previous episodes, it'll be available to listen to as a podcast because I've come to realise that you guys are busy people and uh, podcasts are great because you can just plug them in and you can be listening while you're doing the dishes or out and about in the car. So um, feel free to share this video with your friends, tag them um, if they're on live, they can join in the live session and make sure that as we go along, you feel free to comment, um, to put your comments down in the comment section below, talk to one another, talk to me and you can ask me questions. I'll make time at the end, inshallah, to go through your questions. Great to see so many of you popping on live. Asalaamu Alaikum, Hannah. Asalaamu Alaikum, you guys. It's loads of you on Instagram. Alhamdulillah. Welcome, Salam Sabine. I'm glad you're here. Mashallah. Right. So, like I said, we're going to be talking about morning baskets. So, what is a morning basket? You'll see this term thrown about a lot online in the homeschooling world. Basically, it is a gathering where you gather your kids together and you get your books, you get a selection of books, and you read those books together as a family. So, typically, it will involve all your children of all ages, and you'll be reading from the same books. You'll be reading a small part from each book every single day to all the kids. That's what a morning basket is. So essentially, rather than it being an object, a basket full of books, it's actually a teaching method. And you'll see the term morning basket, morning time, circle time. Essentially, they're all one and the same. They're all the same thing. Walaikum salam, Aisha. I'm glad you're here. Um, So morning baskets is essentially a teaching method and it's very effective and we'll discuss why it's so effective later on. It's very easy to implement and it's incredibly nourishing for your children and you will find it incredibly nourishing for yourself. It's a wonderful way of self-education as well for the mother. So morning basket, morning time, it's all one and the same thing. We spoke in a previous session about Um, how education and the purpose of education is to order the affections of our children. And what that essentially means is that when your child finishes their education with you, they leave loving that which is good and hating that which is bad. And what a morning basket does is it includes so much of those nourishing and beautiful things that will... um, that will help your child on their way to getting that true education, to order their affections. Because most of our our homeschool day, if we allow it to be, is focused on uh, the acquisition acquisition of skills or facts. So maths, handwriting, English composition, maybe even foreign language. These are all skill-based subjects. 
And although these teachers about the good and the bad and order our affections to some extent, depending on how they're taught, a morning basket has a much richer and deeper meaning to children. Um, the, what you put in your morning basket touches your child's heart, um, whereas maths perhaps doesn't touch your child's heart. And that's why morning basket is something that really shouldn't be overlooked. Uh, it's what Charlotte Mason calls the riches of your education. And so um, in your morning, morning basket, people typically put subjects like uh, literature, they put nasheeds, songs, uh, memory work, maybe Shakespeare, history, biographies, uh, poetry, uh, things like that. Real rich, deep subjects that would be overlooked if they were not put and bundled together into a way. So um, these are things that might not happen otherwise if you didn't put them in your morning basket. Because as mums, we, we often feel that we never have a lot of time. We don't have a lot of time to do anything, really. We're just snatching a little bits of time here and there. Um, and what you do with your morning basket is you're not reading an entire book. You're not reading even an entire chapter. You're just reading a few pages from each book. So, for example, you might read one poem to all your kids. You might sing one song together, one nasheed. You might just read two, three, four pages from a book. Then another few pages from another book. You're not covering huge amounts of material, but you're doing a little bit every day consistently. And it's those little grains of time that add up to a lifetime of learning. And I don't know who said that quote. That is, might be Cindy Rollins, might be Sarah McKenzie, but I heard it somewhere that those little grains of time add up to a lifetime of learning. And these books that we slowly and we thoughtfully work our way through are the books that your children will remember. They're the ones that they form connections with. They're the ones that they learn lessons from, not the ones that you rush through. Because, you know, we we often worry that we need to do something really big and really complicated as homeschool mums. We need to do something clever. But actually, it's these little things, these little things that we do, the slow trudging that we do every single day that makes an impact on our children. Um, Not the lessons that we have to rush through, the boxes that we have to tick off. So the great thing about morning baskets is it's so simple. It simplifies your homeschool immensely. There's no gimmicky curricula. There's no faddish things that are going on in the homeschool world. These are just a book of beautiful, nourishing books that you read from from every day. I mean, it fits perfectly into a Charlotte Mason philosophy as well. If you follow um, the Charlotte Mason educational philosophy, it's just a book. uh, It's just a basket full of beautiful living books. You're basically spreading the feast for your children to take from. And each child will take from these books what they are ready for, what they can take, what they are meant to take. So I'll give you an example. So say you have a storybook and you're reading that to your children. So I have three kids, nine, I have four, sorry, uh, four kids, but in my homeschool I have three, a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. So let's say you read a story. Your five-year-old will take from that story maybe the plot. They'll follow along with a simple plot. Your seven-year-old might find a similarity to one of the characters and feel like an affinity with him. And your nine-year-old might pick up on the subtleties, you know, maybe a bit of the humour or the personalities that are going on and some of the the conversations that they have. If you pick the right books uh, and you pick living books, what Charlotte Mace calls living books, then all your family can enjoy. And even you as a mum will enjoy that story. You can read these books 
with your young kids as well. So you, you might put your baby in the swing or you might put out some activities for your toddler to do while you're reading aloud. Or, which is what I try to do, is you can just wait till nap time. So morning basket time for me is not more than 45 minutes. And we get through all of those books in 45 minutes or less. If you have older kids, you might want to do it for a bit longer, maybe an hour. If you have younger kids or you have disruptive toddlers, then it's gonna be less and that's completely okay. Um, you'll see online people get their morning baskets and maybe they have a hot chocolate, maybe they take it out with them, have a picnic. Um, maybe, you know, maybe they're in front of the fire. These things are all wonderful and they do happen sometimes, but on a day-to-day -day basis, it's just very simple. It's me, my kids and the morning basket and we're reading from it. Um, by including all these beautiful books, these living books, your children get to live their lives through other people. They get to see what it's like to live as another person. And so by the end of the year, we might have worked through maybe 20 works of literature or 20, 20 of these books, not 20 works of literature, 20 books. And that means your child has lived 20 lives. They've seen what it's like to live 20 lives. There's that famous quote that many of you will have heard. Um, a reader lives a thousand lives before he dies. But the man who live, who the man who never reads lives only one. And that's by George R.R. R. Martin. So a reader lives a thousand lives before he dies. The man who never reads lives only one. And that's what you're giving to your kids by, by reading all these books in morning time. And it's such a simple way to do. You're giving them the opportunity to live these thousand lives before they leave home. And there's so many benefits in that. Uh, compassion for others being one of them. So let me show you my morning basket now. So you, this does change up from week to week, even from day to day, because I we do a loop system, which I will explain. So here's my basket. I would recommend if you're going out to get a basket for your books, get a rectangular one. These round ones don't work well to sit books in, but they do look cute. But we just happen to have this one, so that's what we're using. So um, in my morning basket, we typically start actually with making dua. We make dua for other people. We pray for other people. So we'll just go around and see, you know, who should we pray for today? Who should we make dua for today? Then we will read from Quran. Now we read from the English tr translation of the Quran. The boys read their Arabic Quran first thing in the morning and they'll do the memorization of the Arabic Quran in the morning. So this is usually done later on in the day. So there's no need to repeat that. So we read from the English translation and that's been wonderful actually, especially for me, um, because often I forget or I, I don't make time otherwise to read the English translation of the Quran. So including it in my morning time means that we all benefit, including myself. So we read from this. Um, I will leave links for these books um, on my blog post, um, which will be put up later on today, inshallah. So we have the Quran. Then we will um, typically do memory work. So for our memory work, we work through, we do poetry. So for poetry, we're using our language arts curriculum, which is primary language lessons. So this includes grammar, composition, uh, dictation, narration, all kinds of things. But it also has some poetry in here to memorize. So we, I've put that in my morning basket as well. And we also are memorizing the molid, which is this one, the shimmering light. Um, what else do we memorize? Um, you can memorize nursery rhymes. We also memorize nasheeds. So um, I don't obviously have that in my basket, but um, we go on YouTube and we find a nasheed we want to learn and we put that to play and we will all sing that together. 
Um, then another thing that we read in Morning Crime, separate from the memorization, is we also do read poetry. This is a lovely poetry book. It's called All the Silver Pennies, and it's basically just a collection of children's poetry. I'll try and show you inside. It's very simple, short poetry made for children. There are a few Christmas poems, but they can easily be missed out. Lovely, lovely book. Um, we'll also read some literature. So we are reading Robin Hood at the moment. Uh, I love it. There's so many beautiful lessons in this story. Disclaimer though, there are some scenes where the characters are drinking, so you might want to miss them out or not, up to you. Um, but lovely work of uh, literature that we read from. And then after we've done all of those things, so we've had um, du'a, Qur'an, and then our various memory work, poetry and literature, then we will do a loop subject. So a loop subject is something that we do on a regular basis, but not every day. So that includes subjects like science, nature study, history or biography, art, geography and Shakespeare. So you don't want to do, you don't need to do all of those every single day, um, but you want to do them regularly. So a loop, and I've drawn a picture because you know I like to do this. Um, sorry if it's back to front Instagram, but you get the idea, it's a loop. So what happens is, on day one, you do your morning basket and then you put your science book in with the rest of your books and you read that. The next day, you do history. The day after that, art. The day after that, geography. And you keep going round. The great thing about doing this as opposed to assigning a day to each subject is that if you, for some reason, somebody's sick or something happens and you can't get to that subject that day, you don't fall behind. Or at least you don't feel like you're falling behind. You just carry on. You just pick up wherever you left up on the loop. Um, so we will typically do our morning baskets um, after we've done a couple of lessons in the morning. So we'll do we'll do some of the harder topics. We'll do maths and we might do um, writing, some kind of writing. And then we'll do our morning basket. And like I said, before we do Quran first thing, before we start anything. Um, and then after morning basket, the kids will do their independent reading and anything else that we needed to do that day. So morning baskets are really beautiful and gentle way to include subjects that nourish the heart and the soul of your children and by putting them in a basket you make sure that they're not missed out and they're not overlooked and that is basically the essence of a morning basket so if you have any questions please feel free to pop them in now I'm going to scroll through all the comments and see what we've got going on uh, let's have a look here on Facebook Oh, we've got quite a few on Facebook, right? Walaikum salam, Yasmina. Thank you for popping on. Walaikum salam. Oh, thank you, Cassia. Thank you, that's very sweet. So Aisha's asked, um, do you think Morning Basket would be helpful to secondary school kids? Yes, absolutely. So you might, you know, your books would look different to mine if you just have secondary school kids. But I think Morning Baskets are for everybody, even for mums. I know that there are movements now to do Morning Baskets just for mothers. Um, whose children have left the home and they still want to keep up that uh, keep up that practice of daily reading. So yes, absolutely, you can do you can do morning baskets for secondary school. If your children are learning works of uh, literature for their English GCSEs, put it in the morning basket. Whatever it is, you can absolutely uh, continue that for secondary school. Yes, Saba, yes, I am in the UK. Um, thank you, Halima. That's really nice of you. Ideas on morning baskets for three and four year olds. Okay, yeah, that's a brilliant question. Thank you very much for asking that. Um, so if you have kids who are younger than formal education age, whatever you decide that is, young kids, morning baskets are a brilliant way to 
put some learning in the day without it being too structured. Just put some picture books in your morning basket and every single day at a time that suits you best, pick up those books and sit and read them with the kids. And that is your preschool done. Then you can go out and they can have a nap, have lunch, you can take them to the park. It's a beautiful way of simplifying preschool, even kindergarten. Um, just have some lovely picture books in in your morning basket. Yes. Uh, how do you occupy a toddler during morning time basket? Morning basket time. Okay, yeah. So I think... I feel like I said, the best time, the best thing for me personally with little kids would be to, to do morning basket during nap time. Because otherwise, if you have a disruptive kid around, it can be, it can lessen the enjoyment. But at the same time, if that's not possible, then you can just set out activities. So there are things like sensory tubs you can put together, Play-Doh, uh, building blocks. If you don't mind getting like a little bit of water and then let them play with water in a tray and some cups um, find some little activities for them to do on the floor, on the table while you're doing it. And also just have a little bit of, um, a, a lessen your expectations. If you've got a toddler around who's going to be interrupting you, then just realise that you're not going to get as much done as if you didn't have a toddler running around. So um, if you realise that, it's going to lessen the stress, lessen any anxiety that you have, and you'll enjoy it more. Um, but if you can try and do it during nap time, that's probably the best thing. Um Okay, alhamdulillah. I just have a look on Instagram. Okay, so Selma's asked, um, what subjects do you cover with your children and how long do you do each subject for? So with regards to the morning basket, um, I, I went through the subjects that we do. Um, we don't read, we just read a short part from each book. So one poem, we'll just sit and read. Um, for literature, we'll read two, three pages, and then one of the kids will give a narration. For one of the loop subjects, again, it'll be a few pages, and then a kid will do the narration. But it's these small little bits, these small grains of time, as I said before, that add up to a lifetime of learning. So, um, yeah, it doesn't seem like much, but if you do it every day consistently, it's uh, it has an incredible impact. Can you explain what a living book is? So a living book is a book that you can read again and again and you will still continue to take lessons from it. A living book is a book that appeals to every age, any any age, um, including adults. Um, a living book is something that is very rich with ideas and inspiration to children uh, and it teaches typically through a narrative style. So it's not a textbook of facts. It's not um, necessarily in sort of teacher language. It's a story, basically, that teaches and inspires as you go along. And if you want to know more about living books, just Google it. There will be lists upon lists. There are so many Charlotte Mason homeschoolers out there, especially those who blog. Um, you will find so many book recommendations online. And um, we typically use the book recommendations from amblesideonline.org. So you can find some great book lists there. A few of them are not suitable for people who are not who are not Christian because it is a Christian homeschool curriculum. But for the most part, uh, they are they're wonderful recommendations. Um, thank you. I think that's all the questions. Oh, how long do you spend on your morning basket? So as I said, I spend we spend typically about 45 minutes, sometimes a little bit less, sometimes a little bit more. Um, 
Are there any formal programs you would recommend for a three-year-old? Um, not really, sister. I wouldn't recommend anything particularly formal for a three-year-old. Um, yeah. I think the best thing for a three-year-old is plenty of exercise outdoors, ideally. Lots of time to free play. Lots of time to play with you. Um, read books to them and spend allow them to spend time with you talk to them let them get involved in things you're doing in the house because they'll learn so much from that they'll learn your manners they'll learn about the deen from watching you pray and read quran and those sorts of things um, they'll learn language by listening to you and by practicing their speech um, and they're and if they're playing they'll learn to have social skills with other kids and with yourself so i think for a three-year-old you really don't need to worry too much about formal programs just get some really nice books uh, and that's as much as you really need um, somebody saying what's a morning invitation I'm honestly uh, sister I'm not sure what a morning invitation is I've not I've not heard of that idea before um, we've got a few more questions um, somebody said the kids end up distracted okay so she has a five-year-old and three-year-old but they're unable to sit in a place both kids end up distracted do I have different morning basket times for both? No. So if you have a five-year-old and a three-year-old, that's brilliant. Put them together. Don't, you can do morning time with them together. If they're distracted, um, what I would suggest you do is get things for them to do with their hands. Kids, especially young kids, can't just sit and listen for any extended period of time. They need to be doing something. So get them something to do with their hands, like um, uh, lacing cards, something that doesn't involve too much brain power, so they can still listen to what you're saying, um, but they can also be keeping the hands busy. Uh, Play-Doh, uh, what else would you do? Colouring is a nice one that my kids like to do while they're listening. Stickers, give them something to do. Don't expect them just to sit there and listen. Um, so Lego is another one. So do the morning time together, sister, and, and give them something to do with their hands, and they, they should be able to sit for longer and listen for longer but it does take time for you and the kids it takes practice you know reading aloud for 45 minutes or singing or whatever you know it's, it's not something you can jump straight into so don't expect that from day one maybe you build up to that um, start as well with easier books and build your way up to slightly harder language books um yeah i hope that helps Okay, so this sister says she has an eight-year-old, a six-year-old and a three-year-old, but she's struggling with routine. She can't get much done. The kids are sometimes not interested and everything's very haphazard. Okay, yeah, we mean, we've all had days and seasons like that in our life as well. What I would suggest with you is perhaps you need to uh, learn a little bit, um, you know, work on perhaps time, how you're using your time. I have a couple of previous podcasts um, called, I think Time Management for Mums was one of them and uh, running your home like a boss. I think that was what it was called. So if you go back and look at previous videos or listen to the podcast and find those episodes, I'm sure that will help you, inshallah. Okay, what would a morning basket for a three-year-old and a seven-year-old look like? Um, okay, so ideally you would be doing the three and the seven-year-old together, yeah? So you could put in you would put in your Quran. There's no reason why a three-year-old can't listen to one or two ayahs from a from the Quran. You would put in whatever memory work you want to do. So for a three and seven-year-old, you want an easy poem for them to listen to. Like I have here, all the silver pennies is a collection of children's poetry. But any children's poetry is fine. Uh, and a three-year-old and seven-year-old can absolutely listen to that. Maybe memorize some. The three-year-old probably won't memorize any, but the seven-year-old definitely can. Um, 
And then you pick a storybook, pick a novel, a work of fiction that they can both enjoy. And there are some great picture books that have actually very rich language. Um, I would recommend going to the Read Aloud Revival, the readaloudrevival.com and looking at their picture book recommendations. Uh, what was I reading? I'll just grab it off the shelf. I'll show you one. Yeah. Here we go. Okay, this is a great picture book. I just got this the other day. My, my five-year-old, a uh, seven-year-old and nine-year-old enjoyed this book, and I think a three-year-old would enjoy it. It's called The Little House by Virginia Lee Burton. Really, really sweet book. And you could put that in your morning basket and then put something a little bit meatier, maybe for your seven-year-old, um, another uh, work of fiction, and then one of your loop subjects. And you're, if your three-year-old is not interested in listening to them, that's fine. Have some activities for that child to do while you're reading the, from the rest of the books. But let your, your three-year-old still listen to what you're reading to your seven-year-old because you'd be amazed at what they pick up. Uh, it might not be directed at them, but they're still absorbing all that rich language. Um, so I think that's probably all the questions. Please forgive me if I've missed your question out. I think I got to them all. Um, so just to remind you, this broadcast, just like the previous episodes, will be available to watch on Facebook if you go to the videos tab on Facebook. And it will be uploaded onto my YouTube channel, inshallah. It'll be on my blog, OurMuslimHomeschool.com. And then you'll be able to listen back to it as well as a podcast when you're on the go at the Raising Mums podcast. And um, so if you want to go back and review it, um, you can do so. Make sure that if you've enjoyed this video, you share it with your friends, tell them about it, put it in the Facebook uh, groups or WhatsApp groups or whatever you're doing. And I just, before we end, I want to just end with something a little bit different, if that's okay. Um, I want to read you a short poem, actually, about what we've said here today, about the power of reading something little, but often, like we do with the morning baskets, just to read a small amount and how that adds up. So this is a poem, it's called The Little Things by Julia A.F. Carney. Little drops of water, little grains of sand, make the mighty ocean and the pleasant land. So the little moments, humble though they be, make the mighty ages of eternity. Thank you for listening to that. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Raising Mums. And I will be back again on Sunday, next Sunday at 10am again, inshallah. And I'm hoping this time, next time to talk about reluctant readers. So for those of you who have kids who are reluctant to read, who do not read in their spare time and you would love them to, then I'd like to share some advice and some tips with you next Sunday at 10am. Thank you so much for everyone who's tuned in live and I hope you have a lovely Sunday. Assalamu alaikum.